this is Louis-Anne, and you're listening to the Cloud Watcher Uno podcast. You're upfront about your darkness, unashamed, unapologetic, and then kindness overflows you. You're all laughter and all smiles. And where fear is abundant in others, somehow there is clarity in you. And the void that we're all trying to fill, I think that's where you let your darkness live. Why would I escape one part of me? and the strive to reach all the ideals they've learned to hold and maybe that is the solution but my mind's struggling to give in I need some proof before I launch myself into the void where all this darkness lives but why would I escape one part of me Hello, um, thank you so much for coming on to the podcast. Thank you so, so much for having me. Oh, it's amazing. It's like, okay, if I can't see you in person, I will make sure I speak to you on a podcast instead. It's, uh-huh. a, it's the closest thing that I can get. <laughs> Definitely, it's perfect. Um, so, uh, how are things? Uh, I, I know that the, the Spellman Awards were, were just this weekend, just gone. Mm-hmm. And you were nominated last year as well. No, this is actually my first year as a nominee. Oh, first. That was very exciting for me. I've never been part of that whole 
I don't know, circus or whatever you want to call it before. Yeah. So that was really exciting for me. That's we had a lot of fun. Even though we didn't win, it was a, was a very exciting thing to be a part of, I think, and kind of important. Yes, for sure. And, mm -hmm. um, and then also because there's you as the artist, but there's you as also part of Silver Lining as well. Yes. So we got two nominations. So both of the records that I sort of put out last year yeah. were nominated in two different categories. Yeah, there you have it. Oh, look at that. Wow. We had so much fun making those. <laughs> you see, I'm not just a podcaster. I'm a fan. <laughs> oh, wow. I'm so impressed by people actually buying those. We had so much fun making them, and I just love to see them out there. Oh, it's amazing! I love your voice, and I love what you know—the super group that you created. Because you're all artists in your own right, and then you come together to for for, for this. Mm. But, um, what was so? Uh, that's very much Americana and country. But you, as your own artist, as Lulu Win, uh, am I saying that right? Yeah, you can say it however you like. I say Luian. Louis Ann. Well, I think that's was... what you said as well, or was it? Yeah. yeah? Mm -hmm. uh, so, talk me through the process of like, like that's the sound that you want to create. That's where you. That's the direction is you as an artist are going. Mm. It's. I think it's very interesting because when I started out, I wasn't. I don't. I don't think I had a, um, a direction uh, as to where I wanted to go sonically with things. I just wrote the songs and then. Um, I met up with a few different producers and everyone sort of had their own take on, on how or, or where the songs could go. And then I met uh, my producer, the, the guy that I'm working with now still on the, we're on the fourth recording uh, together now. And um, he just sort of took it there, I think. Yeah. Or we did it together, but it's, it's kind of his touch that took it more into the indie kind of, uh, even more like British and, um, um, more like, I don't know, 80s, 90s influences as well. Definitely. He used to play in the shoegaze kind of rock band before. So he's got a completely different way of seeing things than I do. And and also than, than, the, than the people I've used to play with before. Uh, I met him. So that was, but for me, it felt very uh, like I came home with, with, with him, was playing yeah. with him. Yeah. So it felt completely right for me to take it in that direction when it happened. And I had tried uh, other directions before that didn't work out. So, so um, I felt really happy when I finally sort of landed that with him. Yeah, that's fantastic. No, no, I, I love the direction that, that you've gone, 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 gone with, and it's amazing to see an artist just de develop and grow that part part of themselves, which mm. you you know you can hear little twinges, little, 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 little bits in the way where they, they sing and everything, but then it comes out as this very polished persona and the music as well. Wow. Thank you. <laughs> uh, growing up in Norway, what, what were your influences in then, son, son, at least speak, speaking then? Oh, wow. It's, I mean, we've been very early on, we've been very um, 
or long before I was born, Norwegians have been influenced by music from other countries for a very long time, or at least for a hundred years, I don't know, but it's been um, American music yeah. uh, of all kinds, of all sorts, and also British music, obviously like the the big hits in Europe were big in Norway as well. So my parents used to listen to all sorts of pop and rock and classical music and so we've had I've grown up in a house with uh, or my parents divorced very early on so I've, both houses were full of music all the time it's just my mom would listen to Johnny Mitchell and Portishead and Nina Simone and you know classical music and my dad would listen to Prince and Michael Jackson and tons of classical music and then so I've, I've just had all sorts of music surrounding me, I mean, the entire time growing up. So I don't really know where sort of my main influence comes from, sonically. It's just music has always been there, a huge part of, of my environment, I suppose. And then when you had the idea for Fifi Gumia, your, your EP from 2022, has the finished album does it reflect the the ideas that you had in your head? It's like that's what I want to put out. I think so. I mean, I never really know before I start out because I love the process. I think the process is usually more important than the end result for me. I suppose that's a cliche, but I'm not the one. You know, I'm not the one musician who's got everything figured out in their head before yeah. uh, going into the studio, and I'm not. I'm not the one playing the bass, I'm not the one playing the drums, I'm not the one doing all those things. So I leave that very much up to the people that I work with, which is uh, an amazing experience for me to just sort of sit back and and uh, and uh, let them do their, what they can do the best, sort of. So that's, but I, I definitely knew that I wanted something more, um, more heavier, more pop, um, bigger. I don't know, something yeah. that would maybe uh, reach a, a, a sort of broader audience than the previous recordings we did. But apart from that, I didn't really have... Um, no, I hadn't decided. But usually, I'm usually very happy with what we <laughs> end up with. <laughs> um, um, when, when you've... In, you know, the, the, the music is out, out there, it's out there for the, the fans to absorb and process and, you know, listen and earwig and all, 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 all of that. Mm. Um, what then are you, are you think, thinking, am, am, am I going to just go out and just tour straight, straight, straight away? What, 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 what is that process like? How do you support the album as, as it's been released? Normally, that's what we would do, like you said, to go out and tour immediately after. Uh, but because of the pandemic, I think things have changed dramatically. Yeah. And I think the the sort of the industry or the d different parts of the industry are still kind of in a, I don't know what to call it, but it's a strange and very unpredictable situation. So uh, people are out of money. They're out of out of slots for bands because they have so many people booked previously and it's still we're kind of still feeling um sort of the aftermath of that um so 
it's been more difficult than I'd hoped, um, than all of us hoped, I suppose, to actually go out and promote the music that we put out. So the last few years have definitely been more about being in the studio and producing and making stuff. And then hopefully, um, as the years go by now, we will have more time and more just money and <laughs> I don't know, to, to actually play live shows. Yeah. I mean, we definitely play live shows, but it's not like we go on like large promotional tours and, and get the music out there the way that we want. If I'm being completely honest. <laughs> and I think, I think you've, I think, think you're right. Um, the, the world has changed. The, the world, everything, it feels like, you know, with bands coming, but those bands that are coming are the, 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 the dates that were, from bookings in 2019, you know, 2020, 2021, 2022. I, I know for me, I, I saw a band called Mike and the Moon Pies, mm -hmm. um, which I booked in 2019. They, wow. they they finally played and I was there in March, 2023. It's insane. 40 months later. <laughs> I mean, and that's kind of the perfect example of how things have been, right? Yeah. So, and we also have, you know, we've also got this problem. It's not a problem, but it's definitely a challenge that Norway is a very, it's a, it's a large country with very few cities and, and it's not the density of people in the, in the like little communities around the place. It, they're, they're not really the people who come out to maybe see a small indie band from also, you know, so it's yeah. for us to sort of tour Norway a lot is very difficult as well. We have to sort of space things out a lot for it to make sense i can't play four shows in oslo a year because then nobody would come it's because yeah. it's, you've already played the show there so it's that's why we also wanted to branch out and go to europe and uh but that's also been kind of impossible so um yeah but i'm very hopeful for the next few years it's just that we have to be patient and just keep on going and then I think things will solve themselves after a while. It's just been kind of uh, hard to to stick to it when it's been so difficult um, financially. I think. Well, yeah, because and um, I, I know that you've got the support of um, Die with your boots on, you know, and Jan Jan's from Rare Records. Yes. For, um, for for independent artists, for for you know exit. Um, not only in Europe, in the UK, but in the States as well, where it's a completely diff different, I think they, they have completely different issues where the mainstream country music, the mainstream pop popular, it's, it's, it's there. It's just such a machine that you they don't even get a chance. They don't even get a look in on, on like that stream of fans or money or whatever. And in the UK, because of Brexit, Mm. artists from here it's not easy for for them to go over to to europe which is you know right oh. right and then con conversely for for artists like yourself coming over to the uk with all its red tape now mm. it's difficult and i think i think it's definitely something that we can do and that's something that we will do but it's just we have to think differently and it's and it's also them i've been speaking to really 
uh, way more experienced artists than myself who are also kind of puzzled by how how to do stuff now because it's not the same as it used to be and the solutions are maybe different than the, they used to be as well so it's it's just like finding finding the way um all over again kind of for everyone yeah. and i mean the music industry is always changing there's always there are always things going on pandemic or no pandemic you know so it's 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 kind of just like <laughs> how do we how do we do this um but we'll definitely do it because we have to so we'll just <laughs> exactly because we don't want to not do it you know we um, it's something that we just live for no matter how difficult we well, get it's it's who you are right you're an artist you're a musician there, there is no right I'm going to become, I don't know, a, a computer hacker or something like, like that. <laughs> that would have been fun. <laughs> I wish. <laughs> uh, so, I mean, music, music, it seems to me, is part of your lifeblood. When, when did you, when, when, when did it become clear, or is it clear to you, like, this is it, this is, this is all I'm going to do, this is all I'm going to be in terms of, like, this is where I'm going to put all my life's energies into. I think that's a good question because I think it's like it is for, for many people in my situation. I think it's something that you kind of secretly always kind of want to do, even though you don't say it out loud or even admit it to yourself uh, because it's something that is, you know, that it's a difficult path to choose and it's outside of the norm in many ways, especially if you don't have huge success immediately. It's, it's a life that people kind of question. Yeah. Um, and I've been, I question it all the time myself, but, um, but I think maybe in the, my mid twenties, late twenties, that's when I started really understanding how good it made me feel and how happy I was when I was playing with people that, that um, I had a connection with. And so I think that when I was 30, I was determined that that was that this was was uh, was what I was want, wanting to do. But I'm I'm constantly doubting it still, to be honest. But it's uh, that's kind of part. Of, <laughs> I think that's part of being a creative yeah. person as well. I've learned. But is that um, what's the word? Um, the imposter syndrome. Imposter we're, we're, syndrome. Yeah, yeah, I suppose. Because it's like. Am am I good good enough to, to be an art artist? But I think that self that is the the thing that is just an external man manifestation. Because if you weren't good good enough, then you wouldn't wouldn't be questioning yourself. If if you weren't good enough, then there wouldn't be people listening in. Yeah, that's that's exactly right, and that's what I tell all my my musician friends who say that to me. You know, I'm like, come on. Of course you're good enough and then i will question myself the entire time yeah so but i think it's a very sort of human thing to to uh, question yourself and especially when you don't have uh, maybe the means or the uh what do you say uh, material success yes um that's when it becomes something that you would doubt i mean if i had enough money to support myself the entire time i don't think i would have thought about it in the same way because exactly. it's, that's sort of sort of what messes with you is that why can't I, when I work so hard, why isn't there, <laughs> you know? 
Yes. <laughs> and that's just because the world is working in that. No, way. I, I don't, I'm, I'm on that boat. I'm on <laughs> that boat. I feel your pain. <laughs> yeah. Um, but for me, I mean, me music is such um, a lifeline. It's, it was a lifeline due, during the times that we were locked into to, to our house, houses and you couldn't go out or do anything. It was a, a means of escape. Mm -hmm. And I, I think your your music gives us that dream world that we we can escape into. Um, do you when do you, is 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 there a point when you just can switch off from doing the music, or do you dream music as well? Are, are you dreaming lyrics lyrics in in your head? Is it a twenty four seven seven thing? No, it's it's for me. It's not a twenty four seven thing. Um, but when like right right now, I'm in the studio and we're making some new music, and that's when it starts consuming me completely. <laughs> Yay! Made <Hey>, new music. <laughs> <laughs> no, but that's sort of when I'm in the mindset of of making new music with others and sort of have to focus on it. That's when I sort of. Um, I may might not dream about it, but I definitely sort of wake up in the middle of the night, uh, writing stuff down on my phone. And uh, but I I don't like I have large periods of time when I don't do that, where I just you know live uh, and work and and do stuff to support myself, and then and then I was will more like suddenly be inspired, I suppose. So I'm not the typical. No, I'm a, I'm kind of not. Uh, what's it called? I don't know how to keep my focus on one thing for a very long time. Yeah. I'm more of a fluid kind of uh, attention uh, span. So, yeah, I like to do different things, and that's what inspires me the most as well. And um, you you said that you uh, you briefly touched on that you're making new music. Is this another EP? Is this an, something longer? This is something longer. It's gonna be a full length album this time. Woo! <laughs> yeah, I can hardly say it out loud, but it's it's definitely that's that's what we're trying to do. Um, I'm always kind of shy in, in this part of the process. It's yeah. Like I don't I don't really know. Uh, what to say but it's definitely going to be an album that's my ambition and I think we have the material to do it as well so and it's sounding good I'm really happy even though I might express myself a bit I'm, I'm a bit more contained but I'm actually yeah, yes. no, I, I understand because it's like unless it unless you're actually in it unless you make it real then it's not real right exactly yeah yeah, so you sort of have to, until the finished product is there, that's when I can say, like, for sure that we've actually made an album. But I think we're in a good place, and I also do this with the, with my band. So it's it's more of a band project this time than it's been before. So that's also really great, because then we're all together sort of making the, making the songs or arranging out the songs and everything. So it's um, it's been a lot of fun. And what what's that like um, having the energy of other musicians there in the room as you're making the music? That's maybe the most inspiring thing that I know. 
is is um, when you sort of lock in that. Um, it's a connection, definitely. It's a it's um, it's a very vulnerable place to be, and everyone has to be really open. And then when things work out, and when we play well together, and when we feel it, all of us can say like, "Wow, this was really good." And that's one of the most in incredible feelings ever, I think, because you don't really get that um, that much elsewhere, in my experience anyway. I'm sure other people who do different kinds of jobs have the same kind, but it's it's like when you do a really really good job with your team at work, you know. Yeah. When you accomplish something together, it's um, it's incredible. I think that's sort of what I'm looking for. In every aspect aspect of my life, but I, it's it's um, very much more available to me when I work with music. Um, we just talked about it today, actually. How music is about connection, definitely. Definitely, I mean, this podcast would would it wouldn't happen if I didn't connect to your music. If your if your music didn't make a vibration to to me, if if I didn't feel that free frequency, if I didn't feel that connection. Hmm. I totally agree. It's a, it's um, what I think we're always looking for that, or I can't speak for anyone but myself. But you know, when you go to a big show and everyone's sort of feeling the same, or at least a lot of the people there are feeling something at the same time, it's almost like a ritual, you know. And I think it's a very important part of our lives. So that's why also, I mean, the music is beautiful and all of that, but it's also yeah. creating this space where we can feel together and, and, and it's not very complicated. You don't have to explain yourself. You're just there, but you're feeling like you're part of something. And um, it's the deepest form, I don't know, most raw and honest form of connection, in my opinion, anyway. I, I think, think fantastic. <laughs> I mean, that's the beauty of live music, though. You, you, all the songs and the, the, the music that has that has lived in your head, that you've only listened through through your ears, you get to experience it through your eyes, and then you experience the vibration, and then you look to your left and look to your right, and people enjoying the same music as you are right at the same time. Mm. Incredible. It's a magical experience, absolutely mm -hmm. magical experience. For you as an artist, um, when you go and see live bands, you go and see live music, what, what are the bands that, that bring you joy? Oh my goodness. There are so many bands that would bring me joy. I've, I have a quite diverse taste in music, but I normally like more stripped down shows with a very prominent vocal. Yeah. <laughs> I love listening to people sing. That's kind of maybe my number one, or it is definitely my number one. Uh, a good singer, someone who knows how to express themselves and express the lyrics and connect with the audience. That's my main thing. And I, I was actually just um, at the, I just saw Aldous Harding playing in Oslo. I don't know if you've heard of her. She's from um, New Zealand. Ooh, probably she's not really, then. Really special, and really strange. She yeah. does the whole persona on stage, and I was just—I cried so hard the entire time. Wow! Because I was so happy, you know. Yeah. But, um, 
I can definitely be really sort of taken aback and and um, drifting away to somewhere I don't know when I go see live music. But yeah, mainly if there's a good vocalist for my and good lyrics. Courtney Marie Andrews. I mean. Courtney Marie Andrews, I uh, saw her recently, uh, that was March, I think. Yeah, yeah. she was in London? Or... Yeah, yeah, she, she was in London, she was at the Coco in Cam Camden. Wow. Yeah, um, and previously before then I'd seen her pre-lockdown at the, the Union Chap Chapel in London as well. Yeah. Mm, I've heard that place. That was amazing. And she's, you know, a fantastic artist. But then I was having another another conversation with a different artist and it was completely blank because there's so many artists, there's so many, many artists, especially from, from the States, especially in the country genre, that not everyone knows everyone else. You just assume because it's in your head. Right. That, you know, it's country music, so they they must know each other. They, they know, must yeah. know each other, right? But yeah. definitely not. Mm -mm. Um, when you are writing lyrics or when you're writing songs, are you thinking it in English rather than Norwegian? What What's the process like? I'm definitely thinking in English. And I've done that from a very early age. It's been kind of earlier on when I was really young and when I started learning English because we do that in Norway quite early and I would listen to you know all the music I listened to was in English almost and except from the children's music maybe yeah. that I listened to but so that was kind of I had fun just talking to myself in English and thinking in English and expressing myself in that language it was kind of a freedom uh, uh, for me to be able to do that and it, almost kind of create a different persona in my head. Yeah. Kind of an escape. So that was really, um, really fun for me. And so whenever I write, I definitely, because I know some people who would think in Norwegian or how can I express this thing that I'm thinking in Norwegian in English, but that just complicates it a lot more for me. So I normally don't do that because then it also becomes less English, I suppose. Because mm. you phrase things so differently in Norwegian anyway, so it's it's just not possible to say it in that way. I can sometimes think in Norwegian about what the song is about. Yeah. But when I write, it's it's always in English. And the the process of write write writing, the process of bring bring the songs together. I, I mean, are you someone who locks himself away in in a room some somewhere, or is it just? you're walking along the street and then inspiration hits and then you grab your phone? I think both. Um, I sometimes lock myself away. Sometimes I just walk on the, in the park or whatever and uh, I, I get an idea or... But mostly it's not for a very long period of time at the same... Or, or in the same... Sorry, one more time. It's normally not... Uh, for a very long time so again with my attention span it's quite short yeah. so normally it's I would sit down and I would write for maybe an hour and then but I need peace and quiet to do so and then I move on and do something else and then maybe I go back and do some more writing so it's never like I go to a cabin in the woods and sit there for five days and write. <laughs> I could never do that <laughs> 
that would that would kill me so <laughs> well we we definitely don't want you to go to the cabin in the woods and die there no <laughs> thank you no <laughs> uh, no definitely not um so you've got new 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 music you've got your you know the the body of work that you're doing with other artists as well um where where do you, do you think that you see yourself as an artist growing? Hmm. You know, which which way do you think that you would 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 you go? Would would you would, would would there be a possible classical album? Could there be a jazz album? Hmm. Could there be a classical jazz funk album? <laughs> oh my goodness! I mean, why not? Uh. Right now, I don't see that happening just because I don't know how to do that. It's not my sort of my, um, what did you say? My expertise yeah. was never in jazz and was never in classical music. Um, and I feel there are so many people around me who do that so much better than I could ever could. Um, but I love collaborations and I love working with other people and I love doing stuff that I don't know how to do. And, you know, we had this choir project uh before Christmas that was insane that one of my friends she arranged this huge choir composition thing and and we did it and I don't know how to read music and it was just like really difficult Malin Pettersen was also part of that um and we were all really terrified and frightened before we started because it was so hard difficult to do but it turned out beautiful and that's uh, I definitely see myself doing many different things as a musician i just don't think i will be the one putting out a, a jazz album or an electronic album or um i think i might stick to my sort of indie americana yeah thing but again you never know maybe i'll be like johnny mitchell and just like do some jazzy stuff you never say never right never say never <laughs> <laughs> I mean, hopefully I'll live for a, for another, I don't know, 40 years. So I might might just make some crazy, crazy music. Exactly, later. exactly. Um, thank you so, so much for taking the time and just giving us a little glimpse of your world. Thank you so much for having me. This, this has been great. I hope we meet someday in, in real life. Oh yes, definitely. I I I am absolutely convinced we will. It, it may take some time, but it, it will happen. Will and then, you know, and then there will there will be a selfie. We'll be like, yes, see, finally <laughs> did it. We are together. <laughs> yes, let's make that happen. Thanks for doing this.